I believe in Hashem. I trust in Hashem. There never is a moment when that I am alone and I'm on my own. I believe and I trust in Hashem because I understand that He's holding my hand and every step is perfectly planned. He's holding me tight so I'll be all right. I believe and I trust in Hashem. Today is Zion Adar. It's Adar Rishain. But the main Adar that we celebrate, Zion Adar, is Adar Rishain. And the Rebbe explains it in one of his Sikhs. What is Zion Adar? It is Moshe Rabbeinu's Yemaledes and also his Yerzeit. He was born Zion Adar. And 120 years later, on Zion Adar, he passed away. In fact, one of the great things of Chaydish Adar is Purim. And the whole miracle of Purim happened because Haman made a mistake. Haman thought Adar is an unlucky month for the Yidden because he heard that Moshe Rabbeinu passed away. But he didn't realize that Moshe Rabbeinu was born that month. And the great light that a tzaddik brings to the world when he's born is so powerful that it takes away anything which is not so good for the day of passing. So it's a very special month. But he, Haman didn't know about it. So Chaydesh Adar, especially Zion Adar, should remind us of wonderful, uh, wonderful lesson. Number one, a lesson to be besimcha, for which I'm going to tell you soon a story, and a lesson of Zion Adar, what we learn from Moshe Rabbeinu. You have probably heard that there is a very big question about this week's parsha. This week's parsha Tetzave. Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned even once. I once asked my class, in Chayasara, it tells us all about Eliezer, who was a shaliach, a messenger from Avram, to get for Yitzchak a kala. And Eliezer traveled, and he came back, and he, the, all the things, tells so much about Eliezer. And I asked the class, so how many times does it say the name Eliezer in Parshas Chayisara? Give a wild guess. And everyone gave a different number. And I said, now let's look inside. And we realized Eliezer's name is not mentioned even once. The name Eliezer is in Parshas Lech Lecha, where it says over there, Hu Damesek Eliezer. But a Chayisara, not even once. So how does it talk about him? It says the whole time, Ha'eved. Let me explain you the difference. And then we'll understand why Eliezer's name is not mentioned there, 
Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned in this week's parsha. So I'm going to first tell you a little cute story that happened with the Alter Rebbe. The Tzemach Tzedek, when he was a little child, he grew up in the house of the Alter Rebbe because his mother passed away when he was very, very young. One time, when he was a little boy, the Alter Rebbe was holding him in his arms. And the Alter Rebbe asked him, Tell me, Mendele, who is der Zayde? Where is Zaydi? And Mendele pointed. He said, No, that's Zaydi's beard. That's his beard. Where is Zaydi? No, that's Zaydi's nose. So he pointed to the forehead. No, that's Zaydi's forehead. When he pointed to Zaydi's chest, that's Zaydi's chest. Where is Zaydi? Nachmendala didn't know what to answer, but he thought of a cute trick. He crawled down and walked over to the other side of the room and waited. As soon as Zaydi turned around to look to the other way, Nachmendala said, Zaydi! And Zaydi turned around. That's where Zaydi is. There is Zaydi. Now the question is, what does that mean? Why couldn't he point to him before? Because Zayda is not any part of his body. Zayda is the whole thing, including his neshama. When someone calls you by your name, they're calling you in general, different parts of you. Because when you have a name, that's not your you, it's the name of your neshama, Yes, but you have something which is much deeper and stronger than your name. That's your nefesh, your neshama. So when someone calls you by your name, that's about something about you. But when someone says to you the word you, that's talking to your neshama. In this week's parsha. Moshe Rabbeinu's name is not mentioned even once, but something greater about Moshe is mentioned. The very first word in the parsha is Ata. What is Ata? You. You, Moshe, yourself. The deepest part of Moshe, of Moshe's neshama. How did that happen? Well, Chachamim tell us. Now, by the Chet Egel, when the Yidden sinned with the golden calf, the Ebishter said, Ah, I'm going to get rid of them. They sinned, I'll get rid of them, chas v'shalem. And about my promise to bring the Yidden to Eretz Yisrael, I'll make you into a great nation. You'll become such a great nation, and I'll bring you and your nation, your family, When Moshe heard that, he says, no, please forgive them. Please forgive them. And if you don't want to forgive them, then please erase me. Erase me from your book. 
I can't be comfortable if another yid is not comfortable. I can't enjoy my life if I know another yid is suffering. There was once a Rebbe who gave all the kinderlach of the class a treat, a cupcake. Because all the kids who were on the list, because they brought back their homework, they got a cupcake on their desk, except for one boy. He did not bring his homework. So he didn't get it. After recess is over, Rebbe looks since he's everybody's cupcake is still there. Rebbe said, Kindalach, recess time is good to, time to take a snack. Why didn't anyone eat their cupcake? It was quiet. Can somebody tell me why? So one boy was brave enough and got up and said, Rebbe, how can we enjoy a cupcake when we know there's one boy who didn't get it. One boy is going to feel bad. Rebbe was so impressed with the Avas Yisrael, he says, okay, and he opened up his drawer and put down a cupcake by that boy too. That's what Hashem did. When Moshe Rabbeinu said, how can I be comfortable? You're going to make me into a nation, bring me into Eretz Yisrael and everything. I can't see that. If there is one Yid, even if he's a Yid to worship the, the golden calf, he'll say, he's not a tzaddik. Moshe Rabbeinu cares for every Yid. And that's why Moshe's name, even though it's not mentioned, Moshe's etzem, his very self, Moshe, the, the Atta of Moshe, his neshama, is mentioned right at the beginning. Because that's what connects every single Yid with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why what comes right after the word Ve'ata? Tetzaveh. Tetzaveh means to command. Tetzaveh means also to connect, to combine. Moshe Rabbeinu connects the Yidim with Hashem by giving us and strengthening, strengthening our Amuna in Hashem. So that's what makes... This Pasha is so special. And the main thing is we should learn a lesson. We should learn a lesson to care for every Yid. I'm in the bus and I could make room for another boy. I'm going to make room. If I have to get up, someday I'll get up to give someone else a seat. What, I should sit comfortably and someone else should not be comfortable? It teaches us Avas Yisrael. Now comes the story of Simcha. <clears throat> this happened at the times of the Mitle Rebbe. The Mitle Rebbe's chsidim were always dancing, always happy, always freilach. All chsidim are, but especially the Mitle Rebbe's. It says in Zohar, on this week's parsha, the Tzavah, something very interesting. You know, you learn Gemara. Gemara says, Tashima, come and listen, come and hear. You know what it says in Zayar? Ta Chazi, come and look and see. Chazi means to see in Aramaic. And the Zayar says in this week's parsha, this world that we're in has to constantly receive from Shemaim. We have to get brachas. It has to rain. 
we need sunshine, we need, we need everything. Parnasa, Hatzlacha, everything comes from Hashemayim. And then the Zerah says, but there is one condition that's needed, that Hashem should give us what we need. What is it? Hashem wants to see, I'll tell you two words that it says over there, Anpaha Nihirin, shining faces. That means a smile on your face, happiness, simcha. And then the Zariah says, if you're going to shine your face, Hashem will also shine His face. What do we say in the morning? Yoir Hashem Hashem will shine His face, which means He'll give us all of our needs. So getting back to the middle of Ebes Chassidim, they were always besimcha. The Middle Rebbe had a kapelia. Today, when they say the word kapelia, a cappella, it's usually just singing. But by the Middle Rebbe, he had a kapelia with both musicians and singers, like a choir. And that's why one of the Nagunim that we know is called the Middle Rebbe's kapelia. It goes like this. You know this niggin. So this niggin was sung and played with the instruments in front of the Mitle Rebbe. That's why this niggin, which was one out of many, is called the Mitle Rebbe's Kapelia. And once in a while, the Mitle Rebbe would ask them to play. If a special day of the year came, like Yutas Kislev, or Hanukkah, or Purim, the Mitle Rebbe would request that all the Chassidim should gather, and they had like a big, big yard, and he would say the Kapelia should play, and everyone should dance, and everyone should sing. <clears throat> and the Mitle Rebbe himself would join. But not only they had the Kapelia, they also had the Kazakin. What are Kazakin? In Russia, there's a certain group of soldiers that are called Kazakin. A Kazak is extremely powerful and strong. They're very mighty. It's a mighty army. And they speed with their horses like lightning speed. They're the strongest soldiers. <clears throat> so there were some Chassidim who would, at such an occasion of Simcha, they would pretend that they are Kazakin. They'll get onto their horses, just like today, so many people have cars. In those days, everyone had their horse and wagon. They would take their horses into this yard, and they would start speeding around in a circle. It was like an entertainment and they would be speeding, and everyone would be singing, and the music would be playing, and the singers would be singing. And the Mitle Rebbe would be there, and also clap with his hand, holy hands, and swing his holy arms. This happened only a few times a year. One time, it was on a regular weekday, the Mitle Rebbe announced that we're going to make the Simcha. We're going to have the entertainment. 
of the music, the dancing, and the kazakin. Everybody came. People closed their stores. People left their jobs. Everyone to come to be there. It's like like a massive special for Brangen. But not to for Brangen. It's, it's almost like a kafis with the Rebbe. Everyone came. And they started to dance. And the Kazakin started to go in circles. Now one of the Kazakin was the Mitle Rebbe's own son, Reb Nachim. In the middle of speeding around, Reb Nachim fell off his horse. Oi! Anyone who falls off a horse can get hurt. Of course, if it's speeding, wow. So right away they took him on a side to treat him. And the middle Rebbe was told what happened, or he saw, and instead of stopping the music, and stopping the dancing, which would be the normal thing to do, stop everything till we see if the guy is okay. What did the Mitle Rebbe do? Instead of going like this, he started to go like this, to double the Simcha, to add more Simcha than before. Everyone is dancing like they never did before. After the dancing was over, everyone left, the Mitle Rebbe went into his room. So some chassidim were very curious to understand why the Mitle Rebbe didn't stop the music when Nachum fell down. Baruch Hashem, Nachum didn't get seriously hurt. He had some bruise on his leg, nothing serious. But they were curious. So they asked the Mitle Rebbe, why didn't the Rebbe stop the music and everything when Nachum fell down? So Mitle Rebbe gave a big smile and he said, you should have been asking me a, even a greater question. You should have asked me, what is today? Is today Yutas Kislev? No. Is it Hanukkah? No. It's not Purim. It's not Chalamayid, Sukkot, or Pesach. Why did I do it to begin with? Why did I start this music altogether? Why did I make this Simcha? It's a regular weekday. That you didn't ask me. And I'm going to tell you, and this will also answer your question. And the middle of the episode is like this, and this teaches us a very important lesson. He says that he saw in Shemayim that there was a terrible decree against Reb Nachem. I once heard the Gezerah, I didn't say over there what the Gezerah was, but I heard the, the decree was that he should pass away. Now what does a person do to wipe off a Gezerah, to erase a Gezerah, a decree? Shuva, Tfila, Utsadaka, Ma'avidin, Esraya, Gezerah. Shuva, you do Shuva. You daven, you say a lot of Tehillim, and you give Tzedakah. <clears throat> Mitle Rebbe said, whatever I tried did not work. The Gezeira was there in its place, and I couldn't get rid of it. So I decided to use the strongest weapon that a Yid has, and that is Simcha. We know that 
Simcha is the most powerful. And that's why in the middle of a regular weekday, I called everyone that we should be able to have this great Simcha so we'll be able to take away the Gezeira. <clears throat> when I saw Nachem fell down, that showed me a sign that the Gezeira is still not completely gone. Some of it is still here. So what was I supposed to do? Stop the Simcha? Stop the music? Or intensify it? Double it? Of course, if the Gezeira is not gone yet, <clears throat> add more Simcha. And Baruch Hashem, by the extra Simcha that we have danced, it got rid of the Gezeira completely, and now Nachem is going to feel good, and he'll have Arichus Yamim, a long life. Which teaches us a lesson. The best, best, power, most powerful weapon and thing to bring us all the brachas we need, like I mentioned from the Zayar before, when the Abish sees we're smiling, Yair Hashem Panavilecha, Hashem will shine back to us and give us all of our brachas that we need, <clears throat> everyone with their particular needs, especially the Ka'ula Shlema for all the Yidden together. Amen. <laughs>